everyone and welcome to the Pet Accountant Podcast with me, your host, Vicky Clark. I'm going to help you get to grips with your finances, save you lots of money and take the stress out of doing your tax return. So let's get going. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, tonight's session. Um, I'm joined by my lovely business partner, Lee. Um, and we are going to chat to you guys today about uh, going from a sole trader to a limited company. Um, the reason why we've done that is we've had quite a few people, I'd say, recently go from a sole trader to a limited company for one reason or another. Um, and it seems to be a topic that people don't really know much about. So we slash Lee <laughs> is uh, going to talk to you about the pros and cons of a limited company, why you would go from a sole trader to limited company. Um, and then at the end, if we've got chance to, we will um, do it reverse. And whether you want to go from a limited company back to a sole trader or a partnership, um, then we'll go very briefly into some details about that if we've got a chance. So uh, welcome, everyone. Hello, Lee. Hi. You all right? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, long day. Very, I know we've had a very busy day today. So, right. So, just to give you guys a bit of like a case study, so it makes sense. Um, we spoke to a client the other day who is currently in a partnership, and they had profits of probably around about fifty-six grand, and they got stiffed with quite a hefty tax bill. So each of them took away profits of around about twenty-six grand. Uh, which came along with quite a huge tax bill when you've got to add on the payments on account. I think each of their tax bills came to about four grand. And then obviously you've got half of that again uh, for the payments on account. So they needed to pay six grand each uh, in January, which is obviously 12 grand, which is an awful lot of money. Um, And I had an email discussion with him very briefly to say, have you thought about going limited? Because it's going to save you a lot of money. Uh, We got on a Zoom uh, with myself and Lee, and he wasn't quite sure why to go limited, and he kind of had some of it the wrong way around, uh, which is what's prompted us to do the live today. So we will base what we're going to chat about on that. But obviously, it doesn't matter whether you're a partnership or sole trader, um, it's going to be the same same premise. So that is what we're going to base the discussion on. And we had the discussion with me the other day, and um, I guess the reason why we would want to go limited is ultimately to save us some money on the tax. So I will hand over to Lee just to go through, I guess, the basics of using him as an example, why we would switch over initially and then go into the pros and cons of, of limited companies. Okay, so hi all. Um, so what we look at is the best and the most tax efficient way for our clients to earn money. Um, And quite simply put, if you're a sole trader or partnership and you have um, taxable income of or or profits in your businesses that are less than 25 to 30,000 pounds, we'd say stay as a sole trader, we can make it more tax efficient for yourself. So you can take home more of your hard earned money. Once you get past that 25 to 30,000 pounds a year taxable profits, that's when we need to start look at other avenues and tax planning. And part of that tax planning could be to move to a limited company. Now, what that in essence does is it changes what we can claim for you and put through the business. And there's, there's expenses with a limited company that we can put through that necessarily you can't as a sole trader. Um, 
those type of things are pension payments. So if you want to save for, for retirement at the moment as a sole trader, unfortunately, you just have to suck it up. There's nothing you can do. They do help you reduce your tax if you're in the higher tax bracket, but they're not an allowable expense. So really, you're only saving 20% on them, even though you're paying 40% tax. Whereas in a limited company, we can actually put up to £40,000 through the business as, as pension payments, and all of that 40000 is is fully tax released in a limited company. Um, so there's a lot more things that we can put through. But what, one of the main reasons to go limited is quite simply the protection that it can provide you as a sole trader or a partnership. And this is where our client got it the wrong way around, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. They basically, without going into too much detail, um, they currently use their home for their business. And the understanding was that if they went limited, then they couldn't use their home and it would affect their mortgage. And the honest answer is it doesn't matter whether you're operating as a limited company or a sole trader. Um, if you're using your home for the business, you, how you operate has no bearing on the, your, your, your status for HMRC side. Um, so if you're running a business from home, doesn't matter whether you're limited or sole trader, you're still running a business from home. Um, so you should check with your mortgage anyway to make sure that that is allowable. And as long as that's the case, you can be limited, you could be sole trader, you could be partnership, makes no odds, you can still run it from home. There's no issues there at all. Uh, th that was one of the main misunderstandings yeah. that, that the client had initially. Um, what they didn't also realise was that um, as a sole trader, if something goes wrong with your business um, and you have an accident with one of the dogs um, or you get sued for, for whatever reason, one of your products has caused um, a problem, you as a sole trader are fully and wholly liable for any of the debts and consequences of, of, of whatever situation caused that problem for you to have so much debt. Um, because of that, your house is at risk, your assets are at risk, and you have to make sure that those bills and money that you owe are paid back. Now, what the limited company does in its name is you have limited liability for your services and anything, any claims that are made against the limited company is only limited to the amount of investment that you make into the limited company. Now, we can start a limited company from a pound. There's nothing to say that you have to put more than that in. And you can literally, if there's two of you, you could put two pounds in, pound a piece, one share each. And if something goes wrong with that business and it runs up lots of debt and it doesn't work out, then you're only worried about your initial pound that you put in. Obviously, in real life, you do put a little bit more than that in because you have to cash, you know, fund it with cash a little bit. So you might end up putting a little bit more than that. But again, you can extract that profit without any tax implications. At the end of the day, it's your money to take back. Um, but ultimately, it's only that one pound that's at risk. Now, when you weigh that up against your sole trader side, it you can start to see how the limited company can become more tax efficient, gives you greater protection. But also when you start to apply for loans for business growth, as a limited company, you look more like a professional outfit that is capable of surviving on its own and is judged on its own merit. So 
you're more likely to be granted loans and funding if you're a limited company than you are as a sole trader. But not only that, you can build a nest egg with a limited company. So sole traders and partnerships, they can't sell their business because they are the business. So you have, apart from your assets, <laughs> can't sell got, yourself. You can't sell yourself. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 can't try to sell that as 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 one entity, if you like. Whereas a limited company, you can sell everything that's in that limited company, and you can sell your shares in that limited company. So you could build a retirement plan. You could build this business. And a limited company gives you something that you can go to a buyer and say, there you go, and make me an offer on the on my business. So again, depending on your retirement plans, what you want from the business, um, you know, as a limited company, you'd run it two ways. If, if you want it to make a good living um, and to make a good retirement, then obviously what we put through and what we claim for would be different if you were looking to sell the business and then you're looking to minimize costs so that you can make it more of an attractive proposition. But again, that's what me and Vicky's there for. We're there for you on that journey. Just because so. uh, it's in my head and I know I forget. Yeah. One of the other reasons why the client it wasn't expecting such a big tax bill, and I come across this quite a bit, is yeah. that when they were doing their spreadsheet or when people do it in QuickBooks or Free Agent, they put their drawings down as an expense. So any money that, that this client brought out of the company as, as wages, um, he, w- he was labelling as an expense. Obviously, when it came down to looking at that profit figure, that profit figure was a lot lower, and that's what he was basing the tax on. But unfortunately, your drawings as a sole trader aren't an allowable expense. As Lee said, you are the business, you're the same thing. So when you take money out of your sole trader bank account, if you're doing it on a spreadsheet or if you're doing it on the software, just make sure that you label it drawings and not, uh, I think a lot of people are doing like net salary expense or something like that. Um, it isn't allowable. And that's, I think, what maybe confused him slightly was that he had put that as an expense and he'd put tax savings, so money that he was putting away for the tax bill, all as an allowable expense on his spreadsheet. And, and people do it as well on, on all the software. So just please bear in mind as a sole trader, your wages aren't an allowable expense and will not come off your profit figure. Um, I just wanted to put that in, which will probably lead you to when we did some figures to show them the difference. But I just I knew I'd forget if I didn't yeah. say it. <laughs> <laughs> so as Vicky said earlier, that client had approximately £51,000 worth of profit. It was it was around that level. Now, on their sole trader side of things, as Vicky said, you were talking about a £12,000 tax bill for the two sole traders mm-hmm. together using our, um, our, our our expenses that we know that we can claim the allowances that are there um, the tax-free dividend allowance to allow people to take money out of their their company just as a very very brief look me and Vicky was able to get that tax bill down if they were a limited company to four and a half thousand pounds so to go from 12 grand to four and a half thousand and that allowed that couple to take 29,000 pounds out completely tax-free so there are so so much difference when Mm. it comes to sole trader and limited companies and and everybody has to be taken on their own merit and and you know there are other other expenses that we could have claimed that we that we haven't looked at but again, it's to give you an idea of when when your profit levels go over twenty five thousand, 
talk to us about your options. Don't wait because if you wait till the end of the year, say, right, I'm going to start that limited company next year, you're still gaining profits as we're moving on through the year and, and we can't do anything about them once the year is over. Um, and I always say to our clients, look, talk to us as the year goes on. Don't come to yeah. see us once a year because the horse is bolted. We can't do anything about it and we can't change the past. But if we help you as you go, you can make an informed decision. And if you swapped for argument's sake today, we could register you as a limited company. We could do that within the next 24 to 48 hours and you could be running up and running by the end of the week as a limited company. We That means that any bills that are mounting up on your sole trader side will ultimately stop and we can freeze the tax bill for your sole trader side. And then we can start making those savings in a limited company as we're going forward. Now, there are downsides. I'm not going to lie. There are downsides when it comes to a limited company. So first of all, I always tell people the accountancy fees are, are much more expensive. And there's no great two ways about that. It is what it is. Um, unlike sole traders, where there's no set format to your accounts and you can provide us with things on spreadsheets, things in cardboard diaries boxes and <laughs> yeah, diaries. Um, you know, we, we can compile all that and we can do your self-assessment. Limited companies, we have to do it in a certain way. It's open to the public register so people can see part of your accounts. The fines from HMRC are much greater and stricter when it comes to limited companies. So it's really important that we get it right from the very beginning and your accounts are right at the back end. They're much more in-depth. They take a lot more time to process and therefore the fees are higher. The other downside is you've got to remember when, when you move to limited, because it gives you that protection, you can only extract profits via dividends and a payroll. Now, what we generally do is we would run a payroll for you on a month-by-month -month basis, and we would take out around £758 via the payroll. And a lot of people say to me, I can't afford to live on that. That's, yeah. you know, that's that's not enough money. That'll be your electricity bill soon. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 700 quid a month. <laughs> You've got to remember that we can also do dividends. And what we look at is you can still take more money than you need on a month-by-month -month basis. And as we approach your year end for your limited company side, we will look at the amount that we've run through the payroll, how much profit that you had, and how much we can take as dividends. And we will offset what you've taken out throughout the year. And any shortfalls, we can either run through a new payroll, um, or again, we can roll over into the next year but there are some legislations that we have to follow. I'm not going to bog you down with those at the no. moment. Um, but again, there's something we can do about it. But our role is to make sure that you're as tax efficient as possible so you save as much money as possible. Um, so, yeah, if you have any questions, do you want to run anything past us, um, by all means do so. Me and Vicky are always available. We're always keeping a watch on the group. Um, but you've got our email addresses as well. I think as well, I think a lot of people, when they go from a sole trader to a limited company, when they hear the words, oh, the money isn't yours, they automatically assume that they're not going to be able to pull out the company the same amount of money that they have been previously. And I think that was a comment that was made the other day. And, and I hear it quite a bit. Oh, well, I don't I don't want to go limited because I'm not, you know, I need my £1,200 a month. If you can take £1,200 a month out of your business before, you can still do that as a limited company. It just, we have to do it in a slightly different way. So if there's money there to take, you can still take that money. 
it just has to be done a bit more strategically than a sole trader where you can just take it out as and when you like. You've just got to be a bit more careful with it because the money that comes in is a company's money and not yours. But we will guide you and we'll tell you the sort of stuff that you can take. Um, and like Lee said, some clients will ask us on a monthly basis, you know, can you have a look at how much dividends can I take? Um, so we are there to help. And I think what happens and why people get into a bit of a pickle is because they don't ask for help. And they'll come maybe when they're, you know, earning over 100 grand and they're getting like 15 grand tax bills. Um, so come to us before, <clears throat> like Lee said, if you're think if you're on that 25k profit and you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, maybe I should, then have a chat with us. You know, we we do free calls for half an hour uh, where we can go through everything with you. So it's not a problem. Um, what else did I want to say? Yes, this is what I want to say. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, God, I should be a limited company or oh God, I went limited straight away, don't panic. It, there's no right or wrong answer. We're just here merely to give you some information about the pros and cons and when you should be doing it. Don't sit there and go, you know, shit, I should have, you know, been a sole trader first or a limited company first. We're just giving you the tools to make those decisions. If you'd decide, because I know there's a lot of people come to me because they went limited straight away and then they didn't realise what was involved uh, submission-wise and then accountancy fee-wise, they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not earning enough. You can revert back. There's no reason why you can't go from a limit company back to a sole trader and vice versa. So don't sit there and panic. If you need to revert it back, we can do. Um, and I will lead that on to Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a, a tiny little tip, but don't go into massive yeah. detail because I think we'll blow your mind and you'll be yeah. like, what the hell? But just you can do it. It is possible, but it's only possible as long as there's no debts within the limited company. And that is really key. You can't owe HMRC any corporation tax. Yeah. You can't have a bounce back loan. The, the, the limited company has to have repaid all of its debts. As long as that's happened, we can close the company down. We can start you back up as a sole trader. If the company has debts, you become insolvent. You can't afford those debts and the company's going to fold then unfortunately that's at the stage at which we can't help because within our industry there's insolvency practitioners and our level of license is graded in different bands mm. and insolvency is one of those ones where you have to have done a certain training and courses and other bits and pieces because it is such a complex area and you can't close a company down with debts unless you use an insolvency practitioner and generally their fees start from £5,000. So it is... Wow, maybe we should yeah. do that training. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Five but grand. Again, there's, that's, that's just the shocker of their bill. What they do is, as you as the stewards of the company, as the shareholders who are meant to be guiding the company and doing what's right for it, they will review your accounts over the past several years and look at how you've governed that company and if you've misused the funds, they will sue you personally for misappropriation of funds. So nice. just because you had limited liability, you still have obligations as directors and shareholders and, and a duty of care to that company. So it's really important that if you go down the limited company route, that things are done properly and, and get help, use us, you know, do what you need to. We're always there. We can help you. But don't leave it till it's too late. And I think that's the same as a sole trader. You know, if, you, if you're struggling and you need help with the pricing 
with anything at all, if the debts are mounting and, and you're not sure where to go, if, if HMRC does payment plans, talk to us. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll know we've come across it. You won't be the first. You won't be the last. You won't be the first. Yeah, no, that, that's really true. And I think that there's a lot of people that, and, you know, I've, I've said this loads of times, just ask just ask us. It, it doesn't even have to be us. If you don't like us, that's fine. Um, you know, speak to someone, a bookkeeper, an accountant, and get the help. Because I get so many emails and messages and DMs on, on Facebook of, well, I'm just trying to fill my tax return, but I have no idea what to put in what box. So even, you know, the odd question, if you send us a message, we'll probably reply. We obviously can't reply to everybody. Um, but if it's a quick and a quick question, then I'll happily reply. Um, so just like I say, just ask for that help. I didn't want to. I think on the last live when we were talking about making tax digital, I might have scared some people by saying how terrible it is, and I, I didn't mean to. Um, all I was trying to get across is that just ask for help. It's it's not as straightforward as the adverts may put it out or people say on Facebook. Um, all, all we're trying to get across is just seek the help that's there. Any questions that get put in the Facebook group, uh, we'll always try and answer the best we can if someone else hasn't answered it. Um, and it's a free group, so, so use it. You're, you're getting the free expertise uh, of me and Lee, and we'll happily answer any questions that you've got on there. I did really want to say something else, but I can't remember what it was. Um Oh, it's really important. This is why I write. I know this is why I write it down because I keep, when you talk, then I forget, and I have to try and write it down. I can't remember what I was really going to say. Um, what was it? Is it gone completely? I think it's gone. I think it's gone completely. It'll probably pop back in my head at some point. Um, hi, Susie. Yes, put some comments. Always use a qualified professional. Never take general advice from others. I'm living proof that doesn't work yet. Helen had a very dodgy accountant um before she met us and yeah it just proved to please 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 do your research before you um get on board with anybody um, i know we touched on pensions just quickly there that you can use them in limited companies um i've had a few questions recently about pensions we're not we can't give you advice on pensions it's not within our remit um there is laura from sense financial on the facebook group who is a qualified financial advisor um, so if you need any help around that sort of thing, uh, especially pensions, mortgages, all that sort of stuff, then please message her in the group and she'll be more than happy to answer them. Uh, we're just not allowed to answer them. And I I, I couldn't anyway, even if I tried. I, I didn't have a pension until recently and, and Laura sorted it out. So Pensions <laughs> are a difficult one because even from payroll perspective, I have to tell people that I can't make any recommendations with regards to a pension scheme. However, if you tell me what pension scheme you want, I can administer it and I can <laughs> do, I can set it up. I can do all of the uploads for the staff, for you. I just can't make a recommendation on one. So it's really, yeah. really again, it goes to that insolvency practice to license. It's not part of our license, so yeah. we're not allowed to do it. So we're not sort of being a politician by giving you a non-committal non answer. It's just we're not allowed and we don't want to get sued. Um, Susie, your question, if your accountant is digital, do we have to go digital? It, it's everybody across the board. So from April 2024, for sole traders and landlords or landladies, um, you will have to use an accountancy software to submit your tax return. That's basically what it means. So you're, if you're using an accountant or a bookkeeper, they will do it automatically um, and they will have to submit it and they should be telling you about it at least by April next year. 
Uh, we did put a poll in the group because um, we are going to be doing training sessions on free agent zero. Uh, whether we do them on QuickBooks, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, it's to be confirmed. Um, we, we can do that. If, if there is a demand for QuickBooks, we certainly can do them. Yeah. I'm a QuickBooks Pro Advisor. So whilst we advocate zero and free agent, I am a certified QuickBooks Pro Advisor as well. So it just doesn't like we it. Do use them. I just don't like it. It just doesn't like it. <laughs> Uh, so we will do it. We will do it. Um, but obviously, free agent zero will come first. Um, we have put a poll in the group whether you want it online, so it'll be held like on Zoom, uh, like we're doing now, or whether you want an in-person one. So the in-person one would be give you the ability to bring your laptop or your iPad with you, with your software of choice on there. And if there are any queries or any glitches or you just want us to check it, then we are there in in person to do that with you. Um, so that we can check it over. Obviously, we can't sit there for hours on end correcting it all, but we can certainly sit there and, and guide you and get things corrected if there are any issues. So please don't panic about the digital. We are going to give you lots of information going forward. We will have training sessions and there'll be a lot more stuff coming your way, so we will keep you posted. Um, but yes, so sole trader to limited company is very, very easy to do. Limited company to sole trader, slightly more technical, but can still be done. Um, and you can do it at any point in the year. Just want to, you don't have to wait until certain points. It can it can happen whenever you like. But just please do your research on each one to see which one is going to be more beneficial to you. Some people might go limited straight away because it suits them and they need it because of the job they do. I've got a vet uh, on our books that offers injections and does all that sort of jazz. So she went limited straight away for that added bit of protection. So it really just depends on your individual circumstances. And that's the same with the software. We may mention free agency or QuickBooks, but it just depends on your personal preference. So don't sit here thinking, oh, well, they've mentioned that I can't use QuickBooks. Um, I think someone mentioned in the group earlier, these one, two, three sheets, never even heard of it. Um, but apparently it is MTD compliant and that's what you just need to make sure. So it is all down to personal preference and individual circumstances. Again, if you wanted to go for a partnership, you can do partnership to limit company and vice versa. Um, just get the help and guidance to do it, which we will give you or any accountant, really bookkeeper will give you that should give you the advice to do it. So we are here. We keep saying this every live. Please, please, please use us if you're stuck. We're getting so many people come to us after the event um, and it just causes you more issues to then for us to rectify it, especially with the VAT. So just make sure you're keeping track of the VAT and it's based on turnover, not profit, yeah, which a client... A a client got hit with uh, the other day when I was looking at a spreadsheet and she'd earned 100 grand and I thought, I've got a minute. I had to double take and I was like, oh, crap. Um, so it was a very awkward phone call. Um, but, you know, we can rectify it. It's not an issue. We can rectify it. It just means you might get a little bit of a bill uh, from Mr. Batman. But it's all we can do it all. There's nothing that really we're not going to be able to do or help you with unless it's very specific or it's not in our license to do. So any questions you've got, please just let us know. Put them in the group. Answer that poll if you don't mind. Um, and if you do want to go limited and you want help, we do offer that as a service um, and it involves various other things. And we've put packs together to help you with like a checklist of things that you need to do, because you will have to change stuff like your invoicing, your bank account. You do need and I just will put this on. This is probably what I was thinking about earlier. Um, you do need a limited company bank account 
if you're going to open a limited company, it cannot be your personal bank account, your nan's bank account, your husband's bank account. It has to be a specific limited one, which is obviously different to the sole trader side. So please just bear that in mind. There are little bits of differences between them. But again, this is what we're here for. This is why we do the live uh, to give you that bit of information. So just do your research. And I was asked. A, sorry, I was asked a quick question about that in the week about the, the bank account for Limited Company, and the question was, do I have to get a new bank account even though my sole trader account is in the company name that I'm turning into Limited? Um, so even though the sole trader name was blah de blah without the Limited on the end, you still have to get a completely brand new separate bank account specifically applied for by the Limited Company. Um, that's the one thing to remember is that it, it is a completely separate legal entity to yourself. Um, so it, it's not you applying for the bank account. It's the limited company that's applying for the bank account. Um, and that's really, really important. And it's the, one of the first things after we incorporate your company and we say, great news, you're all live. It's up on company's house. First thing you need to do is get that bank account sorted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um Oh, no, it's gone again. What's wrong, what's wrong with my memory today? It's supposed to be one of those days. Uh, what was I going to say? It's about bank accounts. Oh, that was it. Uh, if you decide that you don't want to be a limited company, say you're listening to this and you've been a limited company for two months and you've just started your business and you think, heck, I can't afford to pay X amount per month for accountancy fees, you can make the company dormant. You don't have to completely strike it off. So you can make it dormant. Obviously, again, there's things that you have to do and be aware of. But you can make it don't keep that company name. So we strike it off. If I had the pet account limited and I struck it off, then someone else could jump in and use it. So I might want to make that dormant so that someone then can't come and take that name. So there are other avenues that you can go down. And again, this is what we'll talk through with you if you need any help. And again, what we do as a service, when we do your sole trader accounts, if we think you'd benefit from going limited or a partnership, then we will tell you that. Don't have to take the advice, but we will say, I think you should do this. And this is the reasons why, and this is how much money it'll save you. So just bear that in mind. I hope we haven't bombarded you with the information. It's been a little bit dizzy at the end because I just want to tell you so much. But uh, we will, like I say, be doing these chats every week on various different topics. If there is a certain element of tax or finance that you want us to want us to discuss, even if it's around the tax return or a box on the tax return, um, then we will do the live on anything that you ask us to do. So please, please, please don't sit there and suffer in silence. Just whack it in the group or message me. Uh, just as a, a quick thing before we go, I do get an awful lot of messages on Facebook and Instagram, um, and I can't always keep track. Sometimes I'll read it when I'm out, and then I forget to message you back because I get so many. If you really, really want to get hold of us, then please just email inquiries at petaccountant.co.uk or lee at thomasandclark.co.uk. They're both the same company um, if you want to get hold of us because I've had quite a few people. So I try to get you on Facebook. I just get swamped and I physically can't keep track of the amount of messages. I'm not being rude. It's just much easier if you email us or call us um, and we'll get to you a lot quicker um, because the emails can stay on the screen rather than getting read and then disappearing into the ether. So inquiries at petaccountant.co.uk or lee at thomasandclark.co.uk um, and you will get us there straight away. 
uh, or the number Lee, because I don't know. Uh, 0128 264 652. And that will get through to everybody. Um, which again, if you can't get me on my mobile number, which is going to be changing soon, um, get us on that main landline number and you'll get hold of one of us. We'll answer. To be fair, the main landline number is probably going to be better going forward because you have more chance of it being answered. Um, we're currently recruiting for another another accountant um, as well as an admin person. So we are obviously we're extremely busy and it's not always convenient for us to answer the phone certainly if we're in the middle of accounts or if we're on a, a zoom call um but certainly abby steve jeffrey vicky me one of us will generally answer if we can so um by all means 01228264652 fab thank you very much uh scared the last part of me sorry that's my sausage dog being annoying <laughs> on that note um, I hope everyone has a brilliant week and I will catch up with you next Wednesday uh, and we'll see you all then and we'll carry on answering the questions on the group and we'll see you then thanks very Take much everyone thanks for listening if you've enjoyed my podcast don't forget to subscribe for me and if you want to speak to me please visit my website at www.petaccountant.co.uk and if you'd like to join my facebook group which is full of like-minded pet professionals then search accounting for pet professionals in facebook and i will see you there